Hi, everyone. Welcome to Basic Binges, part of Nom Talk Network. On this show, we review popular shows while eating and drinking our favorite binge-worthy worthy snacks and drinks. If you're watching live, don't forget to redeem those channel points. I did that a couple of days ago and was kind of mean, so <laughs> you, you can go in on us if you would like. Um, but I am your host, Eric Ramirez, and right now I am enjoying delicious Greek food. So I have hummus and pita bread, and then I have, I don't know if you can see this, rice with chicken and lamb and everything. It is delicious, and I am thoroughly enjoying it. Thank you, Upstate New York, for delivering this to me. Um, but uh, I want to introduce you guys to our guests. Thank you, Jordan, Kyle, and Alejandro for being here. Um, go ahead and introduce yourselves, and what are you snacking and drinking on? Jordan, we'll start with you. Hello, everyone. Good to see you all. I'm so excited to tackle this wonderful and amazing end to this Disney Plus show. Um, right now I'm having a, as always, sponsor us Cutwater. Um, uh, I'm having a Tiki Rum Hurricane in my little like koozie. Um, and I got some Wagyu beef uh, stroganoff that I got from a local restaurant, um, which is very good, always good. So yeah, that's what I'm having. Nice. That sounds delicious. Also, I'm drinking water because water is necessary for everybody. Hydrate out there. Um, Kyle, what are you snacking and drinking on tonight? Well, you said water was necessary, so we've got my fresh bottle of water that I picked up before coming home. And then last night I deep fried some pierogi, so I'm eating pierogi. And uh, I have this really amazing, delicious, crunchy sauce on top of the pierogi. And I'm absolutely obsessed with it. It's like a chili garlic sauce. And I don't even care if it goes on pierogi. It's so delicious. I put it on everything. You know, I always forget pierogies are so good. I can't remember the last mm -hmm. time I had one last year, but they're always so good. Now I'm kind of jealous of you. Uh, but thank you for being here. And Alejandro, welcome back. Introduce yourself. And what are you snacking and drinking on? Hey, I'm Alejandro, and I am the least healthy of everyone here because all I have is some Wendy's burger and some fries and a, a, a Coke and no sponsorship, hint, hint. But still, I mean, it's like not as glamorous, but I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> it's delicious nonetheless, though, and I enjoy a good Wendy's and Coke. <laughs> I, I do, too. So good. Oh, yeah, delicious. Um, but... Thank you all for being here today. Today, we are talking about episodes five through eight of Percy Jackson and the Leading Olympians. Uh, but before we start, I do want to let you know that we are still fundraising for the Trevor Project. Um, the Trevor Project is a nonprofit organization focused on suicide prevention efforts among the LGBTQIA youth. So be sure to check that out. Um, but let's get into it, guys. Um, so last week, we ended, <clears throat> we ended with... Um, them blowing up the St. Louis Arch and that weird river picking him up from the St. Louis Arch because somebody doesn't know geography. But <laughs> <laughs> so we start off the episode with cops everywhere and Annabeth and Grover kind of in the midst of cops and the St. Louis Arch on fire and they're worried about Percy. And Annabeth happens to see um, the fates and she sees a cord cut. They go and they find Percy. And he's like, we have to go to Santa Monica because my dad wants to see me. And then he says, uh, well, we can't really take train transportation right now. Uh, and they're going to be looking for us. So how do we get there? So they start hoofing it um, on the highway, which is kind of ridiculous. I don't know where they actually ended up. They're supposed to be in Denver, but you can't really do that by walking. Um, 
And on their walk there, they see a biker and hide behind a thing, uh, one of the median things. And it turns out that the biker stops and it is Aries. Aries tells them to meet them at this restaurant. Um, and they go and meet him there. And he tells them, well, I can get you to Santa Monica because everybody's looking for you. And I can get you this, but you have to go to this theme park and get my shield back for me because I'm missing it. And you guys have to go do it. So they go to this amusement park um, and get on this ride. Uh, it's like a, a love ride. Uh, I did write it down, but I can't remember the name of it. Uh, and Annabeth and Percy go on the ride and end up seeing this chair and the statue. The chair is a chair that Hephaestus put Hera in to trap her. And the deal that she made to get out of that chair, because none of the gods could do it, was that he was going to marry Aphrodite. Now, push come to shove, Ares is in a relationship with Aphrodite, even though she's married to Hephaestus. So he's always kind of angry and trying to catch them. But long term short, Percy sits in the chair, turns to gold, Annabeth gets the shield, ends up talking to Hephaestus and convincing him to release Percy. And then they take the shield back to... Ares and Ares puts them in a truck full of animals and sends them on their lovely way towards Las Vegas. Um, there was a lot that happened in this episode. Um, what are your guys' feelings on this? We'll start with you on this one, Alejandro. When it comes to it initially, um, I'm a sucker for who plays Ares in general, so let's be real. That was kind of an exciting moment for me when we realized to see who the individual well, we'll go we'll go there a little later. But I will say it seemed to be for being a lot the pace was faster than the, the previous episodes, in my opinion, just in reality. So mm -hmm. it seemed like someone got the hint, in my opinion, why they were editing, figured, hey, let's go ahead and make this a you know visual process. And you know, being from the experience of actually, like once again, I, I have not read the books, but from actually seeing the film itself, previous, I would say too, that they mismatched and so forth as well. Uh, I felt like there was more of a travel or let's say uh a destination they were going on. It felt like they were actually part of a, a fellowship. No, no Lord of the Rings fellowship. I'm sorry. It's just one of the <laughs> things that just, I just really felt like there was a trail going on. Now, what I also found interesting though is when Percy kind of just like, you know, like puffed his chest up to Ares, I, I kind of was like, like I kind of started rooting for him. And you see him being like so tiny, but you know at this point that, you know, how powerful he is and so forth as well. So I felt like they kind of did, did a, um, I'm not going to say, a hundred percent of a great job, but an attempt to actually make Percy seem like, all right, it's my, this is my time. I'm here. You know, I, I have a goal, which is my mother. I not only, you know, I have the desire to see, you know, my father. And in reality, it did seem to me like, okay, I, I can see he can try to take him on in reality. Cause we see, you know, see how much water he can actually control on um, that one time being. So I got a feeling, you know, it just felt pretty good. But once again, I felt like the pacing was sped up, uh, but I think I thought they did a really great job of uh, showing like an initial, uh, a trial and tribulations trail at the beginning of it. So uh, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I like, I overall liked the episode. I did figure out what my issue is with the series though, during this episode. Um, Cause I, I, I liked the fact that they brought in Aries and they went to the amusement park and everything like that. My issue with this episodes previous and everything. And I get this as a child's TV show and they can't put everything in the books. They're dumbing it down too much. <laughs> they're, combining everything and just making it too simple for me because the books had a lot the movie even had a lot and it's just mm -hmm. too simple with everything they could have done and this episode made me figure it out 
because of the tunnel of love that they went through. And the books, it's supposed to be like spiders and webs and everything like that. Mm. And it was just a simple ride in this TV mm. show. And they could have done so much with it. So that's where I started to figure out what my issue is with this series. But Jordan, we'll go to you on uh, on this as well. What did you think of this episode? Um, it was... <clears throat> so I'm glad they introduced Aries, obviously. Because it's like in the books, it's like like canon, do all that stuff. But I definitely agree. I, I feel like... And this is my gripe with every episode except for the last one which we will talk about later on in this episode right i feel like everything is just condensed to try and you know like it's almost like the shows that we watched when we were kids where it was like it was condensed enough to where we were like we need to finish show and then it was like oh but what's going on right and 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 i feel like it was too condensed right like we got that whole like scene where he's like, oh, this is happening. Oh, I need to sit in the chair. Like I will sacrifice myself, blah, 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 this, that, and the third. And then it was like, oh, everything's fine. And I'm like, mm, well, there's more to that, right? And so I feel like for this episode, um, I knew that Aries was gonna play a pivotal role in season one, only because like we have to like, get the whole Clarice thing going on, right? Like in a couple, like in, in the second and third book, right? And this, you know, and everything. Um, But I do feel like this episode was like pivotal, right? Because you get like Grover, who's like talking to Aries in the diner and gets like all this information from him, right? Like, and like gets certain things from him that we wouldn't normally see in, you know, um, sort of like, anything else uh, that we did. So I, I like, like I said, I still feel like it was just a, a condensed version, right? Like it was a Campbell's soup condensed uh, can of like what Percy Jackson is. But it was I feel like- value brand. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was great value. It was up and up. It was target, <laughs> it's giving target up and up, right? But uh, like, I think, I think, I think bottom line, like it, it was, Knowing what I know now, seeing the later episodes, it was fine. Yeah, yeah. I see where you're coming from, though. Uh, but Kyle, what are your thoughts on this episode? How did you feel? So it's interesting that you bring up the idea that both Jordan and Alejandro kind of bring up the idea that it's like it's similar to shows that we watched as kids. Because I have a weird issue, and we'll bring it up with the finale, but I have a weird issue with how the finale was cut. Not with mm. the pacing or anything else, but with how it was cut. And we'll get into that. But with this one, I started to notice it a little bit. Um but I, I liked I liked this one. I, it had a lot more that I wanted. We got to see some of the Greek gods because, and I've said this before in the last episode that we did, um, it's very disconcerting to me knowing the Greek gods mythology, still trying to divorce myself from that, like, you know, weird family swivel. So it was really cool to see Ares, really cool to get, like, that sibling rivalry with Athena. I hope we get to see Athena um, at some point in the series with the two of them because I think that'd be amazing. Um, I liked the, I loved, I you mean, y'all know me, I love a theme, I love me a good theme park. Hephaestus' theme park, I was just like, that That was the coolest, coolest thing. The chair, Um, I I, I watched the chair, the thing at the end, I was like, are they going to do it? No, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. And then I was like, oh, okay, they didn't. So the emotional payoff wasn't there for me, but I, I liked a lot about this episode. It definitely, they always tell you, watch at least three to four episodes in. Th this one yeah. submitted it. 
Yeah, no, I get it. I, the Tunnel of Love, I did love like the story of it going across. I thought that was really brilliant of them to do. Um, and the guy who's playing uh, Ares, definitely love him. He's uh, an ex-wrestler and everything like that. Although yeah. I did see, or one of us mentioned last week, or I saw something that somebody was saying that he should be Hermes. Um, because mm. Hermes is pretty much like a slutty person, and he would fit that more than Lin <laughs> Lin Manuel mm. Miranda. Um, and this mm. actor is kind of like a, he doesn't really care. He like puts it all out there. So he would have fit that role a little bit more. Um, but let's move on to episode six. We take a zebra to Vegas. Um, so they get Ari Shield back and take it to him. He stuffs them in a giant truck full of animals and they get shipped off towards Vegas. Um, and they, Grover starts talking to the animals as, Annabeth and Percy are talking. He starts talking to the animals and they've been kind of mistreated and everything like that. And they're figuring out how to get out of this truck. And he says the animals have a plan because they're tired of being there. So <laughs> we skip to a scene and the truck's crashed and there's animals everywhere. And Percy, Annabeth, and Grover are outside of the truck. And uh, they're in downtown Las Vegas on the strip. So they Grover says, I granted them um, a satyr's prayer and they're going to be make it to the wild. They're fine. Let's go. So they end up going and they come across the Lotus Hotel where they're going to meet Hermes because they need uh, another way to get to Santa Monica. They go into the hotel <clears throat> and they kind of split up. Uh, Percy and Annabeth go with go together and then Grover goes off by himself. Um, Percy and Annabeth end up meeting Hermes and Hermes pretty much tells them, like, this is a foolish trip. You're not going to do it. Like... We don't have faith in you, blah, blah, blah. And Grover meets another satyr. And the satyr says that he knows where Pan is. And it's this way. Follow him. It's this way. Um, Annabeth gets frustrated with Hermes and ends up leaving. But secretly puts on her cap and goes around him and pickpockets him and gets his car keys. Because Hermes' car can go anywhere in the blink of an eye. So after she gets the car keys, they go to go look for Grover. And... They notice that they kind of start slipping memory and everything like that. And by the time they find Grover, he doesn't know who they are. He's playing a video game, doesn't remember what they're doing. <clears throat> they don't remember what they're doing. Come to find out that the Lotus Hotel, hotel is uh, pretty much the island of, island of the Lotus Eaters. And they're pumping Lotus flower smell and everything through the air conditioning. And it's in their drinks and food. So you forget if you go there. <clears throat> they end up convincing Grover to go to this cab that Hermes has. And funniest scene in the show, I think, uh, Percy trying to drive the cab. Um, <laughs> what he's doing. <laughs> um, hilarious. They get out, and then all of a sudden they are in uh, Santa Monica in Los Angeles. Um, and from there, they have to figure out he goes into the water, and uh, the naiad says, or the dryad naiad says that they his dad waited for him as long as possible, but he had to go. Uh, it's unfortunate, but he wishes them all the best. Uh, she gives Percy uh, four pearls, and these pearls will transfer you back to um, Earth, land, land of the living, from the underworld. Um, well, from wherever, but from the underworld in this purpose, because he says you have to go to the underworld um, and talk to Hades, because he probably stole the lightning bolt. So... Uh, that's the end of this episode. I like this episode a lot more. Um, it moved well for me in pacing. I like the story more. 
Um, and it just had funny moments for me. I'm kind of getting tired of Lin-Manuel Miranda because he wasn't in the book <laughs> in the Lotus Hotel. Uh, so they just kind of placed him in there. Uh, but I, I did like what he did too. I like the conversation and like how that went. Um, what are your feelings about this episode, Kyle? So um, I'm going to disagree with you because I thought that Lin-Manuel Lin -Manuel Miranda's inclusion, at least the godparents' inclusion, because I did go and I did watch the two movies. So I know a little more than I did. I watched the two movies, but the godparents inclusion in the Lotus stuff, it really, it humanized the care, it humanized the parents. I mean, it's not that you want them to be human, but you want them to be complex or more complex characters than what you had in the movies. And admittedly, I don't know what the book about the books, the books are my next topic, but the movies, they were definitely just kind of giant versions of the actors wandering around. And I was like, uh, that's weird. But so I liked that he was very, hum he was humanized in it. It was awkward. I liked how they did the Lotus stuff better than what they did in the movie. I have a lot of questions about how the whole thing works as far as like Vegas goes. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, is it like, do these people really never leave? Is it just a universally accepted fact? Like, do they get absorbed and start working there? Like, what's going on? Um, but I, I loved it. I, I loved Grover. I, I was really invested in the idea that Pan might be there behind the Lotus Eaters. But I loved I loved all of it. And then um of course Poseidon didn't wait because he sucks. But um I was just I loved it. It was a good it was a good episode. Yeah. Um to answer your question though about the hotel, uh, because it kind of explains it in the other books and everything. Yes, people just walk in there and there's people there from like the 1800s, 1700s, yeah. and they just pretty much have a good time, and that's how uh the Lotus Eaters and everybody in there kind of get their energy and feed off of it. So if you walk in, you're not meant to walk out. Because that's how they sustain themselves. Ooh. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, Alejandro, what did you feel about this episode? What did you like? What did you dislike? Um, so generally, I liked the episode. But see, I, I, I guess I enjoyed the, the casino. But for some odd reason, to me, the film did a better job in regards of glorifying it or showing like the quality of it, in my opinion. It wasn't that it wasn't glorified in the series much. I just don't know. I, I felt like maybe it's the nostalgic concept of seeing it. I just felt as if it kind of reflected casino life um, a little better in the film, in a sense, just in for style and design. Now for the story, I was, I was hyped about it. You know, finally, you know, having Grover actually have his uh what I would say moment you know uh, explaining once again that you know the the concept and trying to figure out why they're searching for Pan uh, a little bit more of getting you know revealing in a sense and I I figure you know it really shows what he's there for for you know dual reasons not only you know to be there for them but also for himself and he's trying to fight to not get lost in in something that is you know greater than his own self being but uh, another thing about this too though is that when it comes to casinos, because I used to work for one, I found it really smart how they do this because the big thing in casinos is they pump oxygen consistently through a casino in general for you people to be really? wide awake and playing. Yes, it, that's a big thing. So the reveal coming with Lotus, I was like, ah, I like that because hypothetically speaking, if you didn't know, they're pumping you know, a bunch of oxygen in and they're really wanting people to stay anyway. So I found that really interesting how that was played out. Uh, now, in regards to, I would say the pacing to backpedal a little bit i felt like the pacing sped up the last episode not to the pacing that i liked but it was a little better and i was like all right cool it drove these things together however it seemed once again it seemed to be a little bit better just it, it you know a little bit something's missing it kind of irked me a little bit still because I, I will say 
the the one thing I felt he was, you know, and if it wasn't for you know Grover's acting, I believe that you know just his who he was and what he was doing, I felt as if there's something a little missing. Uh, what I meant by that, like initially you see his path and his where where he needs to go, but. I just didn't feel as if the others got as lost per se. I don't know. I felt it was clipped together in a sense, but once again, it's just a minor critique on my end. Um, but other than that, I w- I really enjoyed it. I, I really, I thought, I thought it was great. I did. I thought it was a really great, um, the comedic relief was there. Uh, I, I feel as if there were some jokes previously in the past couple episodes that, that hit, but not as hard, but I've really felt like it was a moment of like, Hey, this is, this is kind of funny. This is actually there. I was going to ask you guys about Lin-Manuel Miranda and his appearance in the books. So that kind of threw me off a little bit. So I didn't know once again, never read it. I would, you know, probably should start reading now, but once again, a general, I generally like the episode, but yeah. Yeah, no, I, um, I agree with you on the pumping of the Lotus flower. I thought that was a brilliant idea. Um, cause in the books, they actually don't spend a lot of time at the hotel. Um, oh, it's kind okay. of like they're mm, in and they're yeah. out. So you don't oh, get okay. as much in there. The movie did way more. I think the movie did a little bit too much of it. Uh, but I do like the fact that it was just pumped in there. And then Lin-Manuel Miranda, um, for Hermes in the second book, he really gets this moment with them, um, that they just gave him in this episode. Oh, so, I'm wondering now what they're going to do in the second series with him because this is, they just gave us what he did in the second book. So it's going to be kind of awkward, I think. Um, Jordan, what are your thoughts on this episode? Sorry, I uh, my internet's going like in and out. So if I like go in and out, please. Producer Steph, send me a message in the chat. So I, I did that last time. Remember I was Medusa. You get Medusa, Jordan. I did. Wait, am I Medusa now? No, no I no, said no, I got Medusa. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, my God. So, um, yeah, I've already said my gripe about Lin-Manuel Miranda. Like, I'm like, you're in everything. Like, chill out. Like, <laughs> get, give other people opportunities. <laughs> like, you're the white, brown person for Disney. Like, can we just, like, can we just pause for a little bit? So that's my gripe with him. I'm like, look, like, you sound like a white dude. Like, we get that you're brown, right? Like, we get it. We get it. Like, you produce, like, Moana and all these things. Like, it's fine. Like, you you write music. You do all this stuff. But, like, let's give some, like, awesome people of color the opportunity to be the forefront of, like, Disney, to be the forefront of, like, all this stuff. And so, like him to be in this i'm like he just you sound like a white bro like you sound like a white bro like you're you're doing this shit i get it whatever anyway that's my gripe moving on i love this episode it's great um i yeah it this was like a chapter in the book um that i think was like super it was needed but also i don't think it deserved a full episode for this season right like um, but I do feel like it was definitely progressive of Grover's story, his personal like storyline, right? Like, I do feel like it was definitely something that should have been there because as we see in the later episodes, which we'll talk about, spoiler alert, um, like Grover gets his like his license and like he can look for pan, right? Like, and so I feel like it, it, it was necessary, but at the same time, I don't feel like it deserved the whole episode. I do like how they got uh, Hermes uh, cab to like, just like transport anywhere. And then we like 
transition into the next episode for it. Um, but I, I, I kind of like this, right? Like, it was almost like, um, it was almost like the, the dangers of gambling, the dangers of being in a place where there's like sin, right? Like, and I feel like this is like a definite sort of like episode or, you know, a thing where it's like, yeah, cool. Like it's Vegas. Like we know what it is, but at the same time, it's like, oh, well, like, should we be here? I don't know. Right. Uh, I just have to say that that is the best descriptor of Lin-Manuel Miranda I have ever heard in my life. And thank you for that, Jordan. Period. <laughs> I, was You're trying not to, I was trying not to laugh at as that was real. I said no, what I said. You said what you said, and it gives me personal joy. Thank you for that. Um, I love that. But, so now we're moving on to the uh, seventh episode. We find out the truth, sort of. So they get the three pearl or the four pearls from the naiad, and she tells them the entrance to uh, Hades is in a uh, a waterbed supply store. So they go to this waterbed supply store, and they already know something's going to be up. So Percy walks in and starts talking to the guy, which his name slips my mind right now for some odd reason. Um, but he starts talking to him, and come to find out, it's his. Long, 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 long brother. That's another one of Poseidon kids, and he is to put it blank an asshole. Um, and hey. the, the reason he sells these beds is because he traps people in them and like makes them long and stuff like that. And they're supposed to live in these beds forever so he can like eat them and gain powers and everything like that. But they turn the tables on him, and Annabeth actually followed Percy into the waterbed supply store and they push him on the bed and pretty much blackmail him into telling him where the door is to go to Procrustes. 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 Thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, and so he's locked on the bed and they go to the back where the office is and go through a random door and then they're in Hades. Um, so they first end up on the lot walking to Hades. It's desolate, huge wall. They see a line full of dead people. Think they're going to be cool even though they're alive. And then they get up and the fairy man is just like, you're not dead. Come here. Come here. Come here. And he calls um, Cerberus. Fluffy. He calls Fluffy, Fluffy from yeah. Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, he, I was thinking the same thing. Damn it. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. I was like, that's Fluffy. That's fucking Fluffy. It is. Uh, but he called them and they end up start running um, because he's going to eat them, pretty much. He does manage to eat Grover and then Annabeth has this great idea to crawl up on him and start petting him. And he spits out Grover. And then Grover, who is now wearing the um, shoes that Luke gave them with the wings on them, which are still very freaking cool, uh, flies Percy up to the top of the wall. And they're standing up there trying to figure out how to get it. And they squeak a squeaky ball. And Cerberus jumps up. Annabeth kind of hangs onto the wall. And then they throw the ball into the river. And Cerberus jumps and hops down trying to catch this little, tiny, little red ball. Um, then, after that, they go to the fields of Asphodel, which are a bunch of trees. It's a forest in this episode for some reason. Um, and they're seeing all these people who had some unfinished business or, like, uh, um, something that worried them and everything. So they're stuck there. They can't move on. They can't go anywhere else. 
They're going, and unfortunately, Annabeth's foot gets stuck in one of the branches on the ground because she has not dealt with it, and they can't figure out how to get her out. So she ends up using her pearl to jettison out of Hades because that's the only way it'll save her. On their walk to uh, Hades' palace, um, the shoes uh, weirdly kick on and try to pull Grover into Hades, or Tartarus. As he's trying to pull... Uh, Grover into Tartarus, Percy grabs him and the shoes fly off and go into the hole and are never seen again. And they grab the backpack that Ares gave them and lo and behold, we found the lightning bolt, guys. Finally, we've been seven episodes in and we finally found it. But they figure out that Hades or uh, Ares gave him the backpack with the lightning bolt in it. And they're trying to frame Percy. So Percy goes and talks to Hades. Hades comes out, which was a lot more unmenacing than I anticipated it being. Um, I they, know. They kind of sit there and just chit-chat and have a conversation. Um, and Hades is pretty nice to Percy. And then he's like, just give it back and all's good and I'll release your mom. And he pulls out the lightning bolt and Hades is like, I don't want the lightning bolt. I want my helm back because not only was Zeus's lightning bolt was taken, but Hades' helm was taken. Now, Hades' helm can, like, make people invisible, everything like that. So it's also a very strong, powerful item. So that's why they think Poseidon took it, or Poseidon's kid take it. Um, Percy almost agrees and then has a thought, and he's like, mm, I'm going to take your first offer that I will get you your helm back, and you're going to release my mother, but we're going to go, and we will be back. They crush their pearls, and they end up on a beach. And Annabeth is there already, and the scene ends with, Aries walking up to them with their his sword drawn. Um, what were your guys' thoughts on this episode? For me, I liked the looks of some things, but overall, it just felt back to like episode three, just kind of slower, and they weren't really giving into detail. Plus, from since I've read the books and everything like that, it's not how it's like described. Like, it's not a forest, and, like, it just weird things happened. Hades a little bit more menacing and everything like that in the book. Um, even in the original movie, he's more menacing and more powerful. So it just kind of confused me a little bit. It wasn't my favorite episode, but I don't hate it. Um, Jordan, we'll start with you on this one. Yeah, so what I, what I will say, moving on to the next episode also, too, is I do love how they have made the gods more human where in a way where it's like I want to like see a god that I want to fuck like period because they're gods right like you're like they're having all these kids they're doing all this shit you're like oh my god yeah like let's do this oh no but like Hades I'm like "Mm -mm, wouldn't do it wouldn't hop on it even like like when we get introduced to Poseidon I'm like wouldn't do it I don't know about you but, like, even when we get introduced to Zeus, right? Like, I'm like, oh, right? And so what I, even Aries, right? So what I do appreciate is that they have humanized these gods in a way where we can digest them in a way where the general audience is like, oh, yeah, like, we can beat the shit out of him, right? Like, and so, like, I love that, right? Which is what you know, like Percy did with Ares, right? Like in, in, in this, in this next episode, all this stuff. Um, 
I, I, I feel like the whole series has been leading up to these last episodes and I've appreciated the buildup. I've appreciated all this stuff, right? Like I, I just, I've, I've loved the way that they've done this because it like, as you know, from like one to four, I was like, this is stupid. This is bullshit. This is blah, blah, blah. But I feel like in this episode, I was like, Ooh, now I'm interested. Like now I want to see more. Now I want to know where this entire series is leading up to. And um, I've loved every aspect um, of it. And so, um, yeah, like I, I, I was, I was totally looking forward to the fight between Eddie's and fucking Percy. I'm like, oh yeah, he's going to whip his ass. Like go Percy. Like I'm all for you. Let's do it. Right. But also too, like it, it, I love how they have sort of like intertwined like Zeus, Poseidon, and like Hades, right? Like, because if you know mythology and Kala, you can probably speak to this, but like, they're like the big three, right? Like they rule over everybody and they can say what's going to happen and what's not going to happen. And I just, I appreciated all of it. So I think we've switched since the, four, the last episode with the first four episodes and these ones, because I'm looking yeah. forward to it because I'm a fan of the books and everything, but yeah. now I'm kind of worried about where they're going to go, based off these yeah. last couple of episodes. Sure. Um, before we get to you, Alejandro, and you, Kyle, I do have to jump into a chat the chat really quickly, because Q-Ball, although being late, he is here. Uh, Thank you! Ball. Mac and cheese. Um, <clears throat> he says, I watched the Percy movies, and I liked them okay, and I love mystic and gothic things, but my question for you all is which childhood character or characters you would love to get the gothic and mystic treatment that you would pique your interest. Um, so I'll let you guys think about that because we also have things redeemed. We have Knob Talk Network redeemed hydrate for us. So cheers, everybody. Hydrate. Hydrate. And then... <clears throat> Never mind. We have three things redeemed. Um, the next one that Q-Ball redeemed is take a bite. So... Bon appetit, everybody. <laughs> I think I ate all my stuff because I'm a fatty. So I'll <laughs> Mime it. Pretend it. <laughs> um, <No. laughs> we're, we're doing hook now. Got like a um, my shit's down the hatch, so I already ate it. But now, um, and this is to you, Alejandro. <clears throat> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, he, Q-Ball also redeemed You're So Punny. Oh, no! <laughs> Alright. I had to think of a pun. To who? Oh. Uh, uh, Alejandro. Oh. oh, my goodness. I gotta come with a pun. Thanks, Q. Uh, love you. Right. I'll let oh. you think about that. But, um, how did you feel about this episode, Kyle? And also, which childhood character or characters would you love to see in the gothic mystic treatment? So it's ironic because um okay no let me let me go back with this with this episode there's there was some stuff I I feel like first of all first of all the thing that I noticed first and foremost was at the head of the line when you go into Hades there's a pilot and I'm like oh god what happened 
that was just immediately drew my eye. There's just these pilots standing there. And I'm like, did a plane crash? And I don't know. And I'm sure that given how they play up all the weather and stuff, that might have happened. But I was, for some reason, that immediately drew my eye. And I was like, oh, what a thing to think about. Um, no, I liked, I liked Fluffy. I liked, um, uh, I really liked Fluffy. I liked, I, I liked how they played with the squeaky toy, how it was a stress ball. And then it became the thing. Uh, the forest was genuinely unsettling for me i don't know how it is in the book i honestly don't remember how it was in the movie i don't think they really went into it but um, the forest and the way that they did it and the art and everything was just was was upsetting there was something about it that really hit i have this thing where i'm scared of monsters and stuff that stand out in the open that they're not trying to hide which is kind of what the things that the, the people in the forest where they were just kind of standing there um because um it tells me that they have no fear like they know that they can take you down they don't need to hide from you to do anything to you they just need to sit there and be spooky um so so that really unnerved me i felt i was genuinely worried for annabeth but then i was also like no this isn't gonna happen um i i liked hades better than this but i really want to see their take on persephone because after watching the movie i'm like where's persephone Where's my girl? Where's my girl? Uh oh no. <laughs> Eric is shaking his head no. Um she's not in it. What? <laughs> she's they added her for the movie, but she's not technically in the books. Boo! <laughs> she's really of course she's got a whole webcomic based on her with Laura Olympus. Well, what I feel is like the the TV show definitely did more towards the book, not accurately, but more towards Hades. And the movie is more like Christian Hill. So. Okay. <laughs> I was like, damn, I, I like, for, for out of uh, the Pantheon, I like Persephone. Um, I, I thought the, the little twist, I really like Percy as a character. There's this comedian on YouTube <laughs> who does these difference, the difference between Harry Potter and Percy Jackson bits. And I can't remember her name, but it's so funny because she's like, oh, I'm, I'm Harry Potter and I'm 11 years old and I don't really do anything, blah, 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 blah. I, I guess I could worry about this prophecy. And then it's like Percy Jackson where he's just like, what? I'm 12 years old. I will punch the god of the underworld. What? What's up? What's up? <laughs> I will punch the god of the underworld. Prophecy? Bring it on. And and I, uh, God, I wish I could remember her name. She was, it was so funny. But um, no, I loved it. Uh, Absolute hype. Agree with everything Alejandro said, but yeah, the, the forest was unnerving. I my one grape, no Perse no Persephone. I, I do give it the forest was unnerving, but those are the fields of Asphodel. People just kind of wander or stand there and don't know anything. Um but Alejandro, time for your punny and what did you oh think? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna come up with a really cheesy thing. I since we're doing food, I guess, you know. Let us continue, and I'm super excited to talk about what I'm giving you a peanut. Okay, those are cheesy. I'm sorry. I had to really think hard. Thank you, Q. I'm gonna get you. I don't know why I'll get you back, but I'm gonna get you somehow. But um, so here's the weird thing about this. Um, so as I said before, I, I know all of us had a very similar opinion for the first four episodes. I uh, needed to, you know, speed up the pacing. Needed to go ahead and flesh out some things a little bit more. And if so, it felt like they could have combined it a couple episodes, not just chop it up so much. Here we come to the next ones coming up here. And and honestly, out of these, when we're when we'll also continue about the next one coming up. But out of these that we're talking about, this is my least favorite of the four. 
Uh, the first one, I would say it's my second least. The middle two are the best. Now, hear me out. That being said, the most terrifying moment that I've ever seen was on this episode. I'm just going to call it the pit. You had homie getting dragged mm. in with the shoes. That scared the living crap out of me. The, the growl that was there, I'm sorry. Like, that, out of everything and all that was going on, I... I fell into the hype that whatever would happen or wherever he was going, I felt fully like, Oh, he's screwed. Those are not going to come off. So I got a little scared on there. And once again, I've never read the book. So I had to, you know, and once again, the movie did not explain any of this any way, shape or form in the past. So it was very new to me. Um, now with that, also, I, I want to say that it, it was kind of funny, you know, it, Jordan hit the nail on the head. Uh, we're looking at Fluffy, you know, the, it came around. I got a very, very <laughs> Potter feel to it. I felt in the situation how they were getting there. I was like, wait a minute. I feel like we've seen this done uh, before. And, and you Fluffy. know, I, I, it's yeah, it, exactly. And it felt just, you know, those that are familiar with the Harry Potter series. It was a very similar build up to where this, you know, was at. Now, I'm not saying that neither people took either people's idea or any way shape or form not saying that just saying that this particular filming aspect seemed to be yeah. very similar to another one um and then this is just me picking you know picking at stuff now you know seeing aries and knowing who the actor is i i will agree that i i felt like i i get a little upset because i think he plays really well for this role but i think he could have done another role in my opinion <laughs> cough cough we'll, we'll, we'll talk about where i thought uh, you know because i thought who wants the three of us or you know the other three you guys mentioned that he may should have been a hermes i did i i think you know there's something about yeah. it I, I, i'm starting to get a, you know grow with that idea a little bit more before i was like huh and now that you know i'm you know watching the show more and more i was like you know he could do both but i i don't know where i you know it's kind of something something's with me because i really do and you'll see that we'll talk about this next episode i feel as if he could have been used more a little bit i, I felt like it he did a good menacing presence but once again this might be just me falling for the hype and the build-up that that may have not been the book um with that being said like i said the most terrifying concept was me with there um other than that I didn't like the episode that much. I, I mean, like I said, like I said, I, I thought there was a lot of good points. Um, the, once again, the, the one thing with me, like I said, when it came to Grover, when it came to Aries, when it came to the buildup of him going against Aries, I, I believe that I, I was down for it. And it was not. And once again, I don't believe it's the actor's fault. I don't believe it was necessarily the writing fault. I, I well, the writing had a good, I'd say, portion of it in, in this actual film uh, in regards to what I'm having a gripe with, a gripe with uh, let's say, the script per se. But I really I, the editing irks me a little bit um it, it just and once again you really can't blame editing and story it's one and the same sometimes so once again it could have been a collaboration of the sorts um i was still on pace i, I was still ready to see the next episode because realistically speaking i'm gonna have to say something i had to watch it i had to watch it this morning because i had to go miss something i was like oh my god I'm way behind because i remember when i had to see it i was like, so naturally the the binge worthy part of me wanted to see it that's that that's there uh but i do believe that it was missing just a little bit in my opinion in regards to uh i'd say the pacing or the build-up but that was just example like all that being said done i was still the most terrified i've ever been when that freaking pit so yeah that's that <laughs> i i i have to give you i have to give him the pit of tartarus because that was great and that was very well done um to your point that like the editing of it is off in a way and that brings me back to like saying like they're dumbing it down and that agree, I agree with the editing they're dumbing it down and it's I think that's what's getting to me these last four episodes because now I'm starting to notice it um mm. which is unfortunate 
<laughs> uh, but okay, so now we are on to the last episode of this series. Um, we're done with the season. It's been a trippy turn, but uh, we're at the prophecy comes true. So at the beginning of this episode, starts off at the end of last episode. Ares walking towards Percy now that they're on the beach with a sword, and Percy figures out that Ares is the one that gave him the thunderbolt in the bag, and he's like, what are you doing? He's like, I want a war to start because I'm done listening to my father Zeus and all of them being in power. I'm over it, blah, blah, blah. There's a new power. Um, fight me. Well, Percy's like, I'm going to fight you because this is stupid. Give me back the helm of Hades. Um, and for the first couple of seconds, Ares is kind of getting Percy's ass kicked. Like, he's kicking his ass. Then Percy sends a big old water uh, ocean wall towards Ares and then is right behind him, cuts his, his Achilles heel, and he's just like, hey, you lost, and pisses Ares off. Um, and Ares is like, you have an enemy for life now. Screw you. I'm going home, and then disappears. <laughs> um, he leaves the helm. Oh, um, he goes and gets the helm and then turns and they are at the um, house that he was at originally with his mother that she took him to. Somebody's in the house, so he thinks it's his mom. Walks in there and it, uh, it turns out to be Megamoli Electo. And he's just like, hey, here's the helm. Tell Hades to give me back my mother. We good? She walks up, grabs the helm, wishes him good luck on Olympus, because at this point, they have missed the summer solstice, so they have missed their deadline. Um, she takes it, goes away, and then Percy turns to Annabeth and Grover and says, go back to camp, prepare them, uh, war's coming. Also, by the way, um, Kronos is waking up, so that's going to be a good thing for us. We need to get prepared. I'm going to go tell Olympus. He goes all the way up to the Empire State Building, takes the elevator all the way up to Olympus, which was gorgeous. I actually really liked what they did about, with this. And goes up to the God's throne room, and we see um, Zeus. Uh, I do have to say, though, uh, Lance Riddick, rest in peace. It was great seeing you. <laughs> last season you've done, because you have the energy. But um, mm -hmm. Zeus walks up to uh, Percy and pretty much is like, you missed the deadline. What are you doing here? I'm going to kill you. And he's like, well, here's your lightning bolt. And he's like, you have some balls on you. What are you doing here? And he's like, well, <laughs> your dad Kronos is coming back and he's going to beat all of you up and kick your asses. And you guys need to stop this war because it's stupid. And you guys need to focus on other things. Ares was a part of it. And you guys need to do something together. He's still not listening because he still wants to be Poseidon because that's what they do. And he, uh, Percy keeps po poking him. So he goes to go and shock him with his lightning bolt. And Poseidon shows up and grabs his arm and says, I surrender, you win. Uh, let's just deal with this Kronos issue now. Um, then Zeus is like, okay, have Athena call up a meeting and I'm going to gloat first and then we're going to plan. Okay, cool. Um, Percy and uh, Poseidon kind of have a conversation about like, hey, do you dream? Do you dream about my mother? Do you do you want us? Do you want to be a family again? And then he just crushes a pearl and sends it back to camp halfway. <laughs> <laughs> um, he gets there. Everybody's been preparing for war. In a previous episode, they had talked to Luke and told him that like, hey, mm, somebody, I believe it's Clarice, stole the lightning bolt. Can you tell Chiron and everything like that? So they get back to camp, and Annabeth um, 
Percy and them are sitting there talking. Uh, and Percy tells Annabeth to go and make sure that Kyra knows and him and Luke go into the forest because they're going to be talking. They have to talk about something because Luke said that Chiron's over there. So they're walking in the forest and then Luke starts talking weird. And Percy figures out that it wasn't Clarice who stole the lightning bolt. In fact, it was Luke who stole the lightning bolt with the help of Ares because Luke is tired, tired of being mistreated by his parents. He has daddy issues. Um, but he's tired of that and uh, Kronos has been talking to him and Ares because Ares also has daddy issues. So that's how they bond, I guess. Um, <laughs> backbiter. Now Backbiter can pretty much backdoor anything and even into the camp. Ooh. Um, fighting Luke uh, before he can open a back door to the camp and um, Luke's pretty much beating him up just like Ares kind of did but then lo and behold Annabeth is not stupid pulls off her hat and she ends up kind of menacing to Luke so Luke runs away and then we go and figure out that hey guys War's coming, Luke's a bad guy, Ares is a bad guy. We're all okay, but we're going to go home and deal with this next year, I guess. <laughs> but we're going to plan. But that's the end of the episode, pretty much. What were you guys' thoughts about this? We'll start with you on this one, Alejandro. <laughs> uh, realistic, okay, here's the thing. Before I talk about you know some things I found really great about this, uh, the ending pissed me off. I'm just going to be honest with you. The ending uh, threw me off on there because I felt like... Uh, I love the mom moment. I will get to that point. I love the you know, mixture moment. I just feel that little, little portion there, how they were like, yo, don't worry about it. It's okay. We'll deal with this next summer during camp. I just felt like it was one of those things that they just didn't apply in a sense. Now, here's the deal. I felt that the scene between Percy and Ares was believable. I really believed it. I mean, here's the thing. The reason why I say this is because he was getting his ass kicked. I mean, every hit that he would do, he'd go back. Once again, hit, he'd do, go back once again. It felt like, okay, cool. I'm not going to be some invincible little, you know, you know, minion-like type to this massive Goliath character. I mean, he was taking hits. Now, from a perspective, that was, I found it interesting. Now, what I found believable the most was the actual ability to take the fact that he is his father's son and use the seed to his advantage. And that, to me, right there, and then was like all right cool i'll mess with it i'm down with this this is this is starting to be a little believable because i was trying to figure out at one time being how they were i mean because aries is freaking massive and especially who this man is i mean you can't really get you know go over the fact that he is known for being a wrestler he's known being menacing he is he's known by a lot of people so making this believable was what i was worried about now I thought that was believable. Now, in the aspects of going in and, you know, once again, Lance Reddick, rest in peace, I was very, very, I was mm, a little emotional moment. Uh, knowing what I know, I'm a little bummed out because I wish, you know, I could see him more. That'd be fantastic. Uh, but before that, going in, we're talking about Luke. Uh, having previous experience with seeing the movie itself, uh, when the movie happened and when I, from my remembrance of it, um, the, what ended up happening was... <laughs> I see the cute cat. Well, so so Jordan is having a Percy Jackson fight with his cat right now. <laughs> but River River the Nom Talk cat says hi to everybody. Okay. She's like, let, let me the fuck alone. 
Anyway, okay. Sorry, Alejandro. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, So in the film, you know, you actually have uh, Luke and uh, Percy duke it out. And there's really this really quick reveal. There's no concept of the fact that they make it look like a guy with daddy issues and daddy issues only. Uh, He comes into the film when I, from I remember, and was like, yo, I'm the one that did it. It's just me. You know, he doesn't imply that he, you know, actually implied that he's working with anybody it was kind of hard to figure out during the film of how he could have done it so sneakily like you know in, in a sense too so i felt like the series did a better job in portraying that just from the visual concept once again i never read the book so if there was more adventurous feel i totally get that hey it might have been missing it but to me it felt a little bit more of a feel it felt a little more of a hole inside now in the film itself he never talked about alliance he may have said you know join forces for a brief explanation and then it looked like he wanted to kill percy by playing simple like down and out i felt that in this series they made him seem to more and more more maniacal in a sense more methodic in a sense and it made me Mm. believe that he actually conspired and got the lightning bolt to him in that Mm. that team ship because in the film it's just like boom boom i was a sneaky voila but here it felt like oh (laughs) there is like a you know a plan something happened i was a sneaky (laughs) exactly (laughs) spirit fingers everything but like i I felt like as if it just you know was expected so that was that was uh, uh, that now i also want to mention poseidon uh toby stevens um now in a sense before i forget here i'm a couple things here because i'm missing something that's bugging me here um uh, also I, what i want to mention just in an episode previously we talked about i want to ma- make one thing i want to actually like say that i forgot i missed uh crusty there we call him crusty right uh he was death on like supernatural so i was scared as shit of him when i had that little appearance over there so my moments i had to get a shout out for it now fast forward back i'm talking sorry i digress <laughs> a little bit but that being said um i once again i felt like that that battle was great uh now mentioning poseidon um toby stevens i felt like it was a they did a good job in going back to memories of percy and explaining mm. uh, the situation mm. and making him feel as if um he had more love for them than he expected now let's be real if you know anything about greek mythology the gods were sluts it was there's no ifs ands or buts they slept with everything they wanted to because hey. they, and that's how it was i mean they, they there was no shame for them anyway she performed so i did believe that the series did better in making them human because the concept is always thought that gods made you know of us in their image and you actually truly see them like all right cool i can see now you know how this could be appearance now don't get me wrong there are some people who are like all right cool how's this going to work out but the, to see the fact that they're actually human being or they look like they're human being makes me believe okay cool i can see how you probably made this appearance 300 times the individuals and slept your way through and not be you know some glowing aura of a person in a yeah. sense so i thought that was very believable but in that mm. same sentence poseidon seemed to have you know that that i would say curing uh nutriment concept over percy now the reason why i said this was very important because at the end how he just like oh i do love you and he just he appears like gone sucker i'm gone i felt like okay cool <laughs> that was messed up but they did show the memory of him loving the kid and always being there from a distance. So like he didn't necessarily just pick up or say he was going to go out for a pack of cigarettes and dip. He kind of did have something, you know, <laughs> in a sense. So, so just like, oh, it was I mean, this... you know, he told on his birthday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me and my camel. <laughs> <laughs> so I did feel yeah. like there was more of, a, you know, that in a sense um, with it. Uh, so there's that. Um, I do, I do feel as if there is more hope that I, I hope I don't, now, 
correct me if I'm wrong. Does Clarice have a big thing more continuation in the book? Okay, yeah. because yep. I feel yep. that scene of her just being quiet. That like she look at mm-hmm. I, I thought that was like good. Like I've never seen somebody give like a stern stank face from a distance, and I felt like she did a tiny monologue. Because if you that that Duke out that you know, or I mean, here's the thing, even though we had Luke like, like convince like um to convince Percy, like he was just like, Hey, I want this alliance. I felt once again that he was being very, you know, that, but I felt not only that, but I felt more guilt for having like the whole, you know feeling about her previously now i'm like all right cool she's like in a sense she didn't really have to say anything she just looked at it, it was believable but anyway i digress i can go on and on about this um but like i said i believe there was a very believable moments a very badass battles here and there i felt that this did more justice towards the end and felt like it showed more of a uh, um i think a thoughtful process compared to the film now once again i'm not saying uh you know how it's portrayed in the books but just something compared to the previous films um but one thing my only my biggest complaint like even though he had a very emotional moment with his mother in the house the beach house that was great uh but i, I still felt as if the ending it just felt like it was like hey don't worry we'll deal with luke and gods that could probably kill you later don't it's not a big deal just come back next summer for the next episode that that's the only thing that got me that's it yeah no i'm not liking i mean because that's pretty much how it is in the book too they're like we'll talk but we're going home we'll talk about next summer and you're just kind of like okay um this is another one of those episodes like the amusement park that i was really just like they are dumbing the stuff down. Like, even in comparison to the movies. Like, because the fight between Ares and Percy is actually way longer in... the. Since you guys have seen the Lightning Thief movie, that fight that he has with Luke on top of the building, yeah. that's pretty much the fight mm. he has with Ares in the book. Yeah. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. So, it was kind of unfortunate that we didn't get that. Um, but everything else in this episode, I really enjoyed. Um, kind of. Uh, except for the fact that much like you blaming Clarice throughout, you kind of do that in the book, but it's a little bit more shysty in the book. Um, He does send Annabeth and Grover to thing, but Luke disappears after they leave Hades and they go back and all of them are preparing for war and like the camp is separating sides too. Like we're on Zeus' side, we're on Poseidon's side, we're going to fight each other while the gods are fighting each other. Oh, that's that's cool. Warlike on campgrounds then percy goes into the forest with luke and um ends up getting poisoned by him and annabeth ends up saving him um because luke he says no to luke because it's much of that conversation he says no luke poisons him annabeth saves him so it's a little bit more spicy in the book that's why i said it's also like dumbing it down but overall okay season finale hope better for the season two i just hope they get a little bit more into it but what are your thoughts on this one kyle I want you guys to think about the season finale as much as you got in your head. And I want to ask you a question. Do you think it was cut weird? Because there are a couple of parts in this where it pauses and I'm like, are they cutting this to prep for commercial breaks? That was what was <laughs> so weird for me about this. Because if you think about the point where he gets to, there's a couple of places where it's like, he starts going up to Olympus and then it cuts and I could literally see in my head like a Tubi ad or a freebie ad playing, and then it jumps back to Olympus. And if you think about it, you notice it, right? Because, and I think that it's I think that they're dumbing it that they're they're dumbing it down, and then cutting it because they're they're trying to cut it for 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 
uh, add to your stuff. Honestly, that that was what blew my mind about that. It's kind of sad, but I was like sitting there watching it, and I was like, "This is cut for commercials. These are commercial spaces in between the pauses on this." And other than, but other than that, other than my weird little editing, pay too much attention to movies, gripe. Um, I really I liked this episode. I I liked um. Hearing Alejandro talk about the gods and their parents, it made me realize that there is a good chance that if you're, they're all doing the because de- in the in the movie, the second movie, they had all of Luke's fellow demigods, and I'm like, it would be really interesting if they pulled in a bunch of other actors and actresses who are the children of Zeus, Poseidon, and everybody who are just as pissed with the fact that Zeus and Poseidon and everybody suck. So like, you could mm-hmm. get it. it. You could get Athena in on it. You could get Ares in on it. You could get um, Irish. You could, I'm naming gods and goddesses. You could get Demeter in on it. You could get um, Persephone. Bring. Um, I don't know why I'm suddenly becoming a champion for Persephone, but maybe it's because I saw Hades Town too many times. Uh, <laughs> I love love Hades Town, but um, you so you, you get all these different the the that they might be at wanting to add more of that, but um. I, I liked this episode. I'm glad he got his mom back. Uh, I honestly thought, because they were humanizing the parents so much, I thought his dad was going to stick around. Kind of glad he didn't. Um, I did rep my my Hawaiian shirt for Poseidon. Um, <laughs> even though I'm definitely not in Poseidon's cabin. I took the test. I'm definitely in Hermes' cabin. Um, but, like, it just... <laughs> it just... It was, I, it was just like, oh, okay, this is... The, 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 they cut this so weird. They're prepping it to be a kid's, like, Goosebumps TV show kind of thing. So that, that <laughs> eased it back for me a little bit. Um, but I, I just, I, I like where it's going. I, I thought Lance Reddick was just heartbreaking. Like, dude, he would have been so good as Zeus. Like, his whole, I knew what was going on. Of course I did. That's what we do. And I'm like, choo. Did you know? Did you really? Did you know? Um, but no, I liked it. I'm I'm in for season two, but I really do hope that I hope I'm wrong and that they're not cutting it for TV. Yeah, <laughs> they might be. You know, it's Disney. They might just open their own stuff and like they do. Um, but yeah, no Lance Riddick. Uh, my worry about the next season because I am excited about it. Clarice does get more of a role in the second book. Um, so does Luke and everybody, and there's more gods, and you get all of that love, lovely stuff. Uh, my second, uh, my only worry is who are they going to uh, recast Zeus with? Because unfortunately, yeah. he's no here. So that is my worry because I think he actually did a very good job in the he role did. of Zeus, being so like domineering and just like having that strength. Very much uh, the the concierge uh, from. Uh, the one the, the movie. John Wick. Thank you. <laughs> the John Wick movies, how he did that, just very strong and present. And I don't know who else they can do pick pick to play Zeus like that. Um, but before we get to your opinion of this last episode, Jordan, uh Nom Talk Network redeemed stretch for everybody. So stretch. Oh, oh. oh. oh shit. I had a picture. <laughs> Stretch. Jordan, I was trying to do Wonder Twin Activate with you. I couldn't get there. I was like, oh, I almost did. Uh. Like uh, 
<laughs> now, Jordan, what are your final thoughts on this episode? Oh, okay. So this was my favorite episode. Only because a lot happened. And I was like, this is exactly what needs to happen in this series. So um, I thoroughly enjoyed the rival between Percy and Aries, where he clearly beat Aries, and Aries is a pussy ass bitch. And he was like, uh, "You, you earn yourself a minute. I was like, "Don't do that, don't do that." And then he was like, "Okay, fine, fine, whatever." Um, I so I bawled twice in this episode. The first time was when Lance Riddick showed up. Right? Like, Percy's walking to Olympus, and I was like, no, it's not him. No, it's not him. Because I've been a Lance Riddick fucking fan. Like, I've, I've played Destiny since day one. Right? Oh. Like, I have I have just, like, like every, every Lance Riddick thing been a fan. So I saw him, and I was like, no, this ain't it. This ain't it. And nobody told me. So, Boo on you, boo on you, boo on you, boo on you. Nobody told me to prep myself for this shit. I did. And I saw him. I, well, I bawled. I was like, no, this is it. Really. We paused it. Paused. We paused it. Just for the end. Paused it. <laughs> I paused it. And I was like, no. So I cried for a good 20 minutes. And I was like, okay, I can do, I can, I can do it. Go. and then and then I like fucking it was Lance Riddick there it is awesome um so I love that uh but same same little critique I'm like Poseidon is not hot like he's he's a normal human being right like they have personified these like these gods and I love this I love that for this series where it's like you are all four Percy, and I love it, and it's great. Okay, great. But, like, I'm not going to fucking go out of my way to, like, be like, oh, Poseidon's hot. Oh, this is hot, right? I feel like this entire series has encapsulated what it means to be human and what it means to be a demigod, right? Like, because they're not seen as, like, like, you know, like gods are right like they're seen as like less than and i feel like this entire series has put demigods as like oh no like they can fuck you up because you ain't cute right mm -hmm. so like it, 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 it it's just it's amazing and it's it's wonderful but i also love the fact that like percy got his mom back right like i cried at that and i it was just i loved this episode it was wholesome it was great. It was beautiful. It was amazing. But also, it left room, right, for, like, season two, season three, season four, right? Like, with him getting visited by Kronos in his dream. And I was like, Kronos, get the fuck out of here. Like, you know you lost. Like, you know you ain't shit. Like, you know Percy's gonna fucking, like, ruin you. Like, let's not do that. But my only gripe is the fact that, like, Percy realized that Luke was the enemy like literally 20 minutes until the episode ended and I was like I know that because I've read the books I know that because I know I've seen the movie 
But it really took you like 15 minutes before the last episode ended to realize that like Luke was the main villain. I don't know. I just thought it was a weird, I don't know. I was like, "Mm," like we knew, but the general public was like, what the fuck's going on? Right. So. Well, and I kind of think I really wish they would have went with it. in one of the earlier episodes when they're talking to him on the IRS message. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Annabeth like swipes it away and she's like, no, when they're on the um, animal truck um, and she swipes it away, I was hoping she was going to be like, "Mm, we can't trust him because I have a feeling, even though Annabeth is very close with him. um, I really was hoping for that, but unfortunately they didn't do it. Um, Yeah. So guys, I want to get your guys' final thoughts over the overall season. How you feel? What do you hope for? For me, I am excited for season two. Like I said, I'm a fan of the books and still kind of a fan of a movie that gives me a different aspect. Like I said, uh, multiverse, different Percy. Um, I am excited to see where it goes. I hope the pacing gets better because um, I liked the acting. The pacing gets better. They bring in more people that are ex- going to excite me for the gods and everything like that. Um, and also, don't try not to give episodes that are forgettable because to be mm-hmm. honest, the episode i had to go back and watch because i didn't <laughs> any of it i watched it and i realized that yesterday i was like i don't remember anything so i oh. hope they don't do things like that um but alejandro what are your final thoughts of the season and what do you want for future seasons ultimately i was happy to see that there seemed to be more of a story behind percy jackson and you know in general than what I was introduced to in the film. I was a little nervous because I I didn't like, I knew of the books and my brother was the reader of them. However, I never read them myself. Therefore, I really just didn't have a a grasp of the true storyline that they were missing actually from the film. So I felt that this uh, ultimately, as much as my complaints were of the editing, as much because Kyle, you mentioned before previously, I was, you know, I mentioned about a couple of things back, you know, the editing was, you know, irking. I know both of you mentioned previously as well, a couple of the previous good conversations. That's a lot of previous statements. But anyway, the point is, <laughs> is that I feel previous, as if previous, 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 previously, <laughs> on previously, previously on Avatar. <laughs> oh man. I'm Dragon Ball Z, but the the what I'm trying to get is that I, I felt as if that there was more of an explanation. This has been I see the world fleshed out more. I feel as if that this may have been rushed in a sense, but I felt it was rushed because they wanted to show that it could be done. I felt <laughs> like you know, okay, cool. This is the world. This is the potential. You know, we have these big names that we have on here. We have strong acting chops. It seems that we have a believable, you know, youth cast that we haven't had previously. It didn't look like it doesn't look like, you know, they're 25 year old kids, uh, <laughs> Grover. But he's <laughs> even though he's 24, you know, he still looks like <laughs> he's a 17 year old kid. <laughs> but I, I just feel that that was that worked really well. You know, I, that 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 was a very, very um, it should well on the actual series itself. Um, I'm hoping that from this general experience that they pick up on the gripes maybe enough enough of us will complain or you know poke at the things that we disagree with and able to learn with how they actually will go ahead and put out in the future series i'm hoping that uh that we could get more of a episode one and two as an episode one 
or in episode three and four. And like, mm-hmm. that's not there together, but at least, you know, mm-hmm. chop a couple of these out, put them out. I'd rather have an hour, hour, 20 minute episode coming in and having the detail, you know, from this and just play it out. You know, let's see how it goes. I, I would like to see more of that. Um, but uh, ultimate thumbs up. Um, I once again, my my complaints. Uh, hopefully, will be fixed. You know, you know, in the future episodes and possibly a second season. Um, I would love, love, love to hopefully get a more. Um, what's the best? What's the best term of this? Uh, I want things more fleshed out. Even though I said there is flesh down here, I want to see more of that. Okay, I see a skeletal structure. We see the muscles building, but you're missing some stuff. You're missing the general presentation. You're missing the polish. You're missing the actual skin. Let's 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 put it on there. So there there are things that I still want to see in general, but ultimately still thumbs up. Yes, I agree with you. Um, I'm excited to see what's going on. I mean, on Rotten Tomatoes right now, it's getting very good reviews. It kind of dropped down from the audience because it was at 84. Now it's in the 81. So after this last episode so we'll see where it goes because it just premiered uh my hope though is that it doesn't get heroed uh because of the writer strike and the second season is not as good Ooh. that is my fear um because heroes was so good until that writer strike but i mean we're with the writers don't get us wrong but yeah. rest in peace heroes um but kyle <laughs> what are your thoughts um about this overall season and where do you want it to go <laughs> so everybody mentioning daddy first of all yes agree um rest in peace to heroes um everybody talking about daddy issues really has me interested in the idea of them getting some major name stars and having them play more of a role along these kids because these kids the one of the things we haven't talked about are the kids these kids are good actors these are solid little actors all three of them i really want to see them in more things give them Give them other things that aren't, you know, Disney genre properties, because I think that they've got careers ahead of them. They're going to do really well. So put them in a space where they can learn from them. You know what? And and then, so, like, put them in a space where it's like, you know, nobody wants Lin-Manuel Miranda to stick around, but have him, have him and Luke, like, you know, reconcile. And then Hermes is like, yeah, you know what? My dad sucks. Fuck my dad. We'll, we'll team up and we'll go say fuck my dad or, um you know or or anything like that and um so so or and you know what i want and this is the only thing i can think of i guess i'm making myself the number one persephone and demeter stand but i suddenly want rosario dawson to play demeter and then have someone else play persephone because that would be the movie nod because she played persephone in the movie so if they put her as Demeter, I don't know if she's in the in the books or in the in the other movies, but I just I think that that would be a little funny thing. Um, other than that, yeah, don't get heroes. Um, just like don't get Medusa. You know, if you're on Zoom, don't get Medusa. Don't get heroes. Um, more development of that, so it's not just a bunch of kids punching each other. I really do think it would be interesting to have like the machinations of all these people because it's like jordan said these are these are these are like the celebrities of the time but they're not just like you know doing e true hollywood story you know <laughs> Razzie shit they're they're like it's like you know, <laughs> it's like you get bad bunny out here and it's like where did bad bunny go today oh he turned into a fountain of light and then did it with yes <laughs> they could have great. gotten bad bunny to play hermes and i would have been way more in than lin manuel I, I would be that would be more believable. Let's be real. That would be more believable. That's a statement. Yeah. That's a statement. But but, but so, so you, I want to see more. 
I want to see more of how they tackle that because so much of our so much of our culture is celebrity based, and you could really do something with like, oh, these are the kids of celebrities, and you know, and then you see what the celebrities are doing, and it's like, yeah, what did my dad do? Oh, my dad got pulled over by the cops, and he also turned into a horse and had sex with my mom. Oh, horse <laughs> swan. Oh. You never wow. know. That. <laughs> oh god. Wait. Okay. Uh, wait, sorry, I'm trying to get lore, to get... all lore, guys, all lore. <laughs> this is not a lore drop. <laughs> but I agree with you more celebrities. Just none of the Kardashians, please. None of no. them. Uh, if I see a Kardashian says, as Aphrodite, I'm Where the Namtar cat says, no Kardashians. <laughs> but um, also, oh. <laughs> Also, no, Kyle, sorry. you will be happy to know that Demeter is in the series, Ooh. but not until the second series. So we won't, unfortunately, get to see her in this first one. Um, but, Jordan, what are your thoughts of the season? What do you want? What do you wish for? Well, River says, fuck the season. I'm just kidding. Bye. <laughs> Bye, River. Um, I honestly, it was, a sl- it was a slow start. I was like, ooh, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with this. And then as we move towards the latter episodes, and especially the last episode, I was like, okay, I can fuck with this. I I definitely think there's room for potential, right? Like there's room for growth of the season. I think I think what they were doing is filling out like the audience was. Um, and even though, sorry, I got river hair in my mouth. Um, I, I, I honestly think they were testing out who their audience was, like, to be fair. And I consumed it. And I feel like with the latter part of the season, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I love it. Because I do agree with Kyle. The actors, like, even though, like, in the first four episodes, I was like, oh, yeah, Percy sounds like he smokes, like, 12 packs a day. And, like, I am with it, like, towards the last episode. I'm like, I, I fucking love it. And, like, Annabeth, like, black girl, strong girl. And, like, at the last fucking, like, episode, she's got, like, love it. Love it. Fucking do it. And, so and uh, you know, for the Percy thing, he went through puberty during uh, filming this. So he's actually grew taller than everybody and his voice dropped. So that's why you like voice at the end. I love it. I love it. I love it. No, I love it. Better than Lynn Manuel Miranda. So funny to me. Well, but so I, I just I love all of it. Um I'm looking forward to second season to see what happens. Um I definitely loved Luke's character. Um, yeah. Even though I don't love, like, the fact that, like, in the last minute, he's like, oh, I cried off that well, pussy boy. And, like, I, like, I just, I'm not buying it. But I do like it. He's like, oh, backbiter can transform me to anyone. And I'm like, okay, why didn't you say that from, like, the jump? You know what I mean? But I do love, I do love Luke. Um, and then Annabeth heard him. So I feel like this is, I feel like this entire series is following the book way better than the movies did. I feel like it's giving, it's giving, you know what I mean? I feel like it's is- giving the audience, yeah, it's it, 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 it's giving Greek, right? Like it's giving <laughs> mythology. And I feel like it's giving 
people what they needed to get minus the the movies and with an addition to the book. So I love the way this ended. Oh yeah, no, and I'm I'm excited to see where Clarice's character goes and definitely Luke's. Um and then just to see all these kids older. But yeah. that's it, guys. We are done with the season. Hey. Thank you guys for being here with me. <laughs> um, we will get Greek maybe next year again. Um, who knows? Uh, we're about to go into Nations later on this month, so look out for that one. Um, I won't say anything, but you guys know. <laughs> uh, but thank you guys for being here for episodes five through eight. Thank you for being here from one to eight. Uh, hopefully next season's 10 episodes so we can get a little bit more juicier stuff. Yeah. Um, but again, yeah. for everyone yeah. out there, we're talking about Percy Jackson and the Olympians. A shout out to my guests for being here with me, Jordan, Kyle, and Alejandro. Uh, let everybody out there know where they can find you. Uh, we'll start with you, Alejandro. Uh, for me, you can find me, let's see, Instagram at I-A-M-C-O-W-I-E. I am Cowie. Uh, a lot of reels and a lot of comedic concepts trying to get a little bit more into the future. Uh, or my little uh, collecting site shows my plastic addiction to crack, or classic plastic crack. Not, not I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't Ew, drugs. Plastic, plastic crack. crack, plastic crack, which is going to be toys and collectibles and stuff. Let me clarify that okay. and finish that statement before this is chopping edited to be like they promote drug use. No, but those are the two areas you can find me. And yeah. Well, thank you, thank you. And Kyle, what can everybody out there find you? You can find me on Instagram at Kyle Podig Arts. That's K-Y-L-E-P-O-D-D-I-G-A-R-T-S. Uh, Blue Sky at Kyle Podig. Um, and that's just Kyle Podig, my name. Spelled the same, K-Y-L-E-P-O-D-D-I-G. And TikTok at Caroline, C-A-R-O-L-I-N-G, underscore cosplay, where you can see me unbox things, talk about mascot horror and generally offer opinions, views, and political rants, and all kinds of stuff over there. So, yeah. Nice. Well, thank you, thank you. And, Jordan, where can everybody out there locate you? You can find me at I am Cowie. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I'm <laughs> um, You can find me. I believed you for a sorry, whole three seconds. Was I, was like, I was like, that, that sounds a, just like me. That was a bit, and I fucking love it. Um, you are on, on it. I have to congratulate you. Mm, Bravo. Period. <laughs> period. You can find me at Instagram at City of Stars 13. No, that has nothing to do with the universe. It just has to do with living in Hollywood. And um, I post funny stories. I don't po post funny stuff yet. Um, but yeah, um, follow all these wonderful individuals. They're, they post more than I do. So please follow them. Love them, encroach on them, stalk them. Also we love them. Love him. <laughs> love me, just don't stalk me. Thanks. But <laughs> thank you guys for being here. Um, and thank everybody out there for joining us on this amazing trip into Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Be sure to join our Discord to keep this conversation going, as well as subscribing to all of our other platforms at Nom Talk Network. Um, but Tune into our next show, which will be Friday, which we're doing Blazing Saddles. Um, I'm your host, Eric Ramirez, again. And you can find me on all socials at Heartless7. That's H-A-R-T-L, the number three, S-S-7. But until next time, Friday, have a nominific day. Bye. Wow.